it's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. I'm drinking wine. Erica's drinking coffee because she's old and sleepy. (laughs) 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 Guys, I'm 57. (laughs) You age so well. I know. What's your secret? Mmm, tears from babies. (laughs) That seems really messed up, given that you Tears of joy. Okay, I was like, you have a baby. Do babies cry tears of joy? I want to see that. If I ever saw that, my heart would explode. (laughs) A baby watching something inspirational and crying? (laughs) (laughs) My heart already exploded when you sent me that picture of her with a ladybug on the back of her almost, like, peach fuzz head. I just (laughs) was dying. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I still can't believe that happened. And I told you that Sean was... Not unimpressed, but when I told him, oh my god, Eric has just sent me the cutest picture of Esme that I've ever seen. He's like, you say that literally <laughs> every day. And I'm like, it's true. She's the sweetest, cutest thing. She's so funny. I, love I mean, he loves he loves her. He thinks she's adorable. But, you know. It's, he's, it's a lot of baby pictures. It's a but lot of... How can of, you I, not? I show them so good. almost... I think I show him almost all of them. He's like, <laughs> I sorry, feel like Sean. we have this baby of our own. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> As you should not be. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't no know. No shame. Hmm. Guys, I just want you all to go listen to Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes, go listen to it. Because it's in our heads. And I just need yeah. it to be in everyone's head. I want to create an epidemic? Pandemic? Not sure. Both? Maybe. Mass hysteria? <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? Pandemic? Is that like... Pandemics across the world. That's what I thought. Is that yeah. what it is, really? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, because there's epidemic like Pan just... Am, right? <laughs> no, Pan Am is gone now. Uh-oh. Not... <laughs> <laughs> so they're Epam? I don't know. Pan no, Am got bought out or they shuttered everything. Ep-am. <laughs> Epidemic Am. You're the worst. It's so hot in here. <laughs> okay, we have news. Her. Uh, Anytime news I say I hot in here, you have to say it like hot Nelly. In her. <laughs> it's impossible not to. <laughs> And it's not even funny, but, like, you have to say it that way. It's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Nelly so much. He sucks. Oh, he's the worst. Anyone who thinks making a butterfly band-aid could be a thing needs to just put a full butterfly band-aid around their face and just die that way. (laughs) Over their mouth and nose. (laughs) I just imagine, like, like a big one like this. Like gag sized. <laughs> oh, that has two meanings. I mean, like joke sized, but he can gag on it. <laughs> Taking strong stances on Nelly. <laughs> that's how we. That's how we roll. We give mm-hmm. opinions. We're, we're anti Nelly. Like, yeah, but we give strong opinions and also speculate wildly. But we are pro hot in here by Nelly. Hot in her. her. <laughs> Are we though? I we mean, we can karaoke that too. I would do that one. I l- know the chorus only. Okay, I can do the verses. Wow, you actually know it enough to be drunk and karaoke it. Not. <laughs> oh. oh God, that reminds me. I feel like we need to. 
We have those drunk karaoke things we need to add to our Patreon that I, like, almost Ooh. don't even want to do. Maybe we can, uh... Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we can do, like, a... Like a medley. <laughs> Just... I think... Okay. I will, I will stitch some together. I don't know if that's possible. We'll find out. My favorite ones are actually of Bobby. Because yeah, he's so good. loud and into it. Mm-hmm. Very uh, all-in confident, even though he knew none of the lyrics to New York, New York. Yeah, but that old guy loved it. He did. <laughs> you know what? All the bartenders in the back of the room liked our Tenacious D rendition, so. Yeah, well, we got the entire bar to go bananas when we sang Fucker Gently, so... <laughs> Everybody, if you want to get the bar going, that's Do what that. you sing. <laughs> you want to class up a unclassy joint. <laughs> a a bowling alley one. bar. <laughs> My favorite yeah. part about that was, is that that bar was filled with a bunch of like oaky hicks. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, I, I did. too in my element. <laughs> there was a lot of Wrangler and like those boots. No way. Action. I only ever noticed the like old guy that's always there. The old guy that takes like, karaoke seriously because you get discovered is, you know. Like, dude. And then the creepy GJ that was like, what do you guys do? You guys are really great. <laughs> like, do you not see our husbands right there? Right there. hitting on Bobby. It's like, I've never seen someone sing Frank Sinatra like this. It's beautiful. Well, Sean did say that there was a song that he would sing on karaoke, so. And that he would do it next time you guys are here. Mm-hmm. So... Drunk bur- Burling? Burling. <laughs> what? Bowling and karaoke somehow. Burling. Burling. So. It's like curling. <laughs> <laughs> but without eyes? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I want to play. Uh, okay, share your news. <laughs> okay. This is technically news you found, but I guess you never read it, but you send it to me to read? <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Whatever. Oh it looked cool in concept, and I was like, I'm going to wait and see if she tells me that it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Not even oh sorry. <laughs> okay, it's about um, some ar- archaeologists uh, found a, quote, sorcerer's treasure trove in Pompeii. Wizards. Yeah, wizard box. <laughs> they found their Harry Potter box. So cool. Harry Potter. Um, there are some scandalous things in this <laughs> treasure trove. So scandalous. So, uh, like children, time? avert your ears, <laughs> or listen closely, <laughs> or lean in. <laughs> Shh. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Scientists speculate that a box of crystals, amulets, beetles, mm, beetles, call back to our tiny guys we just did, and (laughs) (laughs) miniature figures of animals and peniles (gasps) mm, may have been used for luck or fertility rituals. Oh my god, she's had penises. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Were they like penises? Uh, like Gwyneth Paltrow's trying to sling on goop. Oh, Jesus. What is with... Uh, mm. I have many very serious opinions about her. Me too. We should do a tiny guy's on that that nobody Uh-oh. wants to hear. 
opinions. We've got them. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> um, archaeologists have discovered what scientists are calling a sorcerer's treasure trove and what was left of a wooden box in the ruins of a house in Pompeii, Italy. Um, the collection of all these things they think were used in rituals for fertility. Um, they reported on it on Monday. The remains of... This part is crazy to me. Um, I forgot about this. Uh, the remains of 10 victims of the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD that destroyed the city were also found in the house. Oh. And scientists are working to determine the relationships. And the part that was crazy is they were saying they could... Um, so, because when the volcano happened and has all those, like, like, they were able to make, like, casts of the bodies. Oh, crazy. I forgot. I'll just read that. I don't get is, like, how but... do they even get to excavating to where they're not, like, oops, I just destroyed half of a body here. Like, I think they just go, it's, it's so painstaking. Really slow. slow. Yeah. They have, like, a teeny tiny brush and just sit there and hate life. Until they find something. Maybe they listen to podcasts. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We need to hit up that archaeology pocket. circuit. Her <laughs> numbers to us, rise we by We know 10. science and stuff. <laughs> I don't know science. I do. We do know expert level science. You're I right. Know. <laughs> As for the sorcerer's box, there are dozens of good luck charms thanks to other objects that were attributed to the power of destroying bad luck. Ooh. Um... They are extraordinary because they tell micro stories, biographies of the inhabitants of the city who tried to escape the eruption. Many of the objects discovered in Casa del Giardino appear to be linked to women, fertility, and birth. One glass bead is engraved with the figure of Dionysus. Uh, This is the the dude that, like, got drunk with all the ladies. He's a little horned goat man. Um, People always say Dionysus. But supposedly it's Dionysos. Dionysos? That sounds more correct. I remember this from my religion and myth class a million years ago because that teacher was so freaking funny. Was (laughs) he a short man with curly hair and mm -hmm. glasses? Yeah, he's the best. He's Brittany's family's friend. I've known that guy for a thousand years. He's so funny. He's crazy. Yeah, he reminds oh, me he of was. the, like, inconceivable guy from... Uh... Yeah, he is kind of like that. Remember the first day of class, he waited till everyone sat down and then walked into a human-sized cupboard and shut it himself oh, into it. He does that with every class. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> this is too early for this. I like I'm him. not on board. Why am I forgetting his name? I oh, am, too. No. I don't know. Lame. But I remember him, him telling everybody how he actually pronounce all these things and i was like oh that's kind of cool um blue 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 so they think they're like charms for this guy since he's all about doing it i don't know perv god he's about that horizontal shuffle (laughs) horizontal tango Uh, the catastrophic volcanic eruption had a unique preserving effect as people and animals were killed instantly by super hot gases covered in ash, effectively freezing them in time. Bodies decomposed within the hardened ash. Then archaeologists much later filled the voids with plaster to recreate what was inside. The resulting figures provided look into a day in the life of an ancient city. So crazy. 
That's the charms so cool. are really cool looking. Yeah, they were Minus really the well preserved. I guess they're not that cool. But like <laughs> I just meant like they were well preserved. <laughs> <laughs> the wieners? <laughs> no, just just the fact that all the charms got damaged. Stop talking it. about wieners. Wieners, wieners, wieners. <laughs> so many wieners. One of the box was only wieners. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if you're the archaeologist whose big find was that. Wow. Do you like at an archaeologist like award like ceremony and talking to like friends in the bar? Like, yeah, I discovered like a T-Rex like full skeleton. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So last summer I wrote, yeah, I found a box in Pompeii. Oh, what have in it? 47 dicks. wieners. <laughs> Just a bunch of decks. <laughs> Dude, imagine future archaeologists finding sex shops. They're like, I found this doll, or I found this thing that looks like human anatomy. I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Then when they, like, talk about you at a convention or whatever, it's like that plays in the background, all the pictures of dicks. (laughs) The dick discoverer. (laughs) It sucks. Oh, you're the dick guy. You found him. You found all those dicks. <laughs> Thank Good God. For you, man. You've advanced archaeology by 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> we know these people had a fascination with dongs. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like I know them now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more familiar. <laughs> With dongs, not uh, not the people. Oh my god! <laughs> How do you call home? Like they know you're out there working your ass off to find things. <laughs> you're like, mom, I found something. <laughs> oh, don't give me it. Let me get your dad put my speakerphone. <laughs> I found a box of dicks, mom. <laughs> You know all those college loans that uh, bankrupt our family? <laughs> you know how you're not able to go into retirement? <laughs> yeah, you have so to give out find stickers at Walmart. <laughs> Someone made that call, dude. That's not a joke. You've tarnished the family name with dicks. <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> was like, oh. oh my god, even going and telling like the head person on the dig. Like, oh. <laughs> like I'm a box of dicks. <laughs> Oh god. Oh. You know that Gwyneth Paltrow was like, I'll buy those off of you. I'm gonna list them on my goop site. <laughs> we should get a box, put a bunch of them in it, and bury it so someday someone will have to dig it up. <laughs> and then throw one of our stickers in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm crying, dude. <laughs> What does it all mean? Oh, what is this? This is such a mystery. 
Oh my god, there's an alien on this sticker. <laughs> and bug Bugfoot. <laughs> oh my god, that's a new cryptid. <laughs> Bugfoot. <laughs> important news. We salute you, dick archaeologist. <laughs> Do they even have a name? Nah. Oh. Dick. <laughs> dick Wang. <laughs> dick Dong. Dick Dong Wang. Oh, boy. Oh, my stomach really hurts now. So, so much more hot. How here. are we supposed to transition into this like serious ass subject? This is like the darkest subject. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, I'll let you go first. You lead. Uh, lead the way. You're a, you're a dick. That's <laughs> that's what that means. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, so this subject, we weren't sure if this was gonna be able to take up a whole hour. However, we've just talked for twenty <laughs> minutes about dicks, so who knows. Uh, this subject actually came as a rec- or a request from one of our listeners. Thank um, you. For... I don't know your first name, but your Instagram name is Gold Teeth and a Curse for This Town. So, Gold Thanks. Teeth, GT, you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you for your suggestion. We really appreciate it because we do. It's awesome. This is I never heard of this. I had never heard of this, and it's now reading important. about it, I'm. It's so important, and I'm also kind of pissed. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. <laughs> kind of like, God damn it. Like, why is this a thing and this why? should be solved? We know there's a way to solve it. Why isn't it solved? Maybe we should solve it. Hmm. Okay. This should be a night guy solved. A night guy resolved. Maybe not solved, but resolved issue. I like it. Okay, so what we're talking about is the silent mass disaster, which we had no idea what that even meant. And what that is, is a missing persons crisis in the United States. Now, I apologize if this is actually something for the whole world, but we have the data for the United States. So we're, yeah. we're being it, it could be U.S. I, specific I, I, here. Yeah, but so, it, it's no yeah. good here. So we have a missing persons crisis oh, here. in the. I started a video. Hold on. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink 40 wine, dicks found in <laughs> i'm not looking at the 40 dicks stop um back to serious stuff uh so the missing persons crisis in the united states is a result of a gap in our systems because we have a system for missing people and then we have a system for found bodies yeah found remains found bodies and they don't communicate with each other so there's just like a buttload of people that yep that probably have already been found right so jane doe goes missing she gets reported and logged into a database by the police and then four days later a body gets found in the woods and then coroner's office files it in their separate database that does not speak to the database that the missing person was logged in so it's insane so insane it's so stupid because we have 
Like, isn't this what like, why are computers they not cross-referencing? It's insane. Like, I thought this is what computers were for, so that we got rid of stupid systems like this that involved paper. I'm not even not saying that this involves paper, but just the fact that these systems don't communicate with each other blows my How mind. How they not pick it? And then the, like, whole idea that most of the police force, it sounds like, at least according to these articles, they don't even get versed in the other database and an existing it's like they don't even know that there's that database at least to go plug uh, a search into. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't talk, but I know that Jane Doe is this type blood or, you know, this height and this age. And I can enter these qualifiers into the coroner's whatever database. And, hey, there's a body and it's in this county. Great. It could be her. What? And, so they yeah. don't even know to go use it even though they don't talk to each other. It's crazy. There's like two steps of like dumb what it's like and it's so simple it's just so crazy to me so i was looking at this website called namus.gov so namus.gov which is uh, it provides technology and forensic services and investigative support to resolve missing person cases so i believe this is like the resolution that they're trying to come up with to make the two link but it's not working fast enough because there's just so there's such high volume Dude, of yeah. missing and unidentified people cases. A hundred thousand active missing persons cases in the United States on any given day. And it says every year tens of thousands of people vanish under suspicious circumstances. Viewed over a twenty year period, the number of missing persons can be estimated in the hundreds of thousands. So more than forty thousand sets of humans remain human remains that cannot be identified through conventional means are held in evidence rooms and medical examiners throughout the county yeah which is crazy so there's like tons of just bodies hanging out yeah and people are looking for them and it's right there they're like looking in the woods and like you know it's what I mean? even like people that have gone missing like what if you leave your house you leave your house and you go walking and you don't bring your purse you don't bring your wallet you don't bring your anything with you and you just go walking and you get hit by a car you could just be hit by a car. Like, maybe you went walking in, like, a different neighborhood than you're Right. In. Yeah. You could be one of those people if you have no identifying information on you. Just, I mean, it's one thing to a family member or a friend mm-hmm. lose them, but then not know if you've lost them or how you lost them or have yeah. any kind of answer. I can't even imagine that. That's so upsetting and so traumatic. Like, yeah. that shouldn't happen. And then to find out that they were, like, potentially... Less than like a fifteen minute drive from your home. Oh yeah, yeah. You have some kind of resolution. Yeah, yeah. You would either would have years or you would never know. So the Namus website says that over six hundred thousand individuals go missing in the United States every year. Six hundred thousand. I mean, it's nuts. It says fortunately many missing children and adults are quickly found alive and well. However, tens of thousands of individuals remain missing for more than one year. And what may, which are what many agencies consider cold cases. So, like, if you're mm. missing for over a year, they're not really going to continue to search for you. They're going to keep your case open, but they're not going to be putting any resources toward it. So, it's estimated that about 4,400 4, unidentified bodies are recovered each year, with approximately 1,000 of those bodies remaining unidentified after one year. So, that's a lot of people. That's so many people. It doesn't make any sense to me either. Why don't, like, law enforcement and coroner's offices, like, think to talk to each other and, like, use DNA? I don't understand. I don't know, but... It's just... I don't 
don't understand. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't get it. It freaks me out because I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep my ID on me at all times. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like put an RFID chip in me. I don't care. Here, I can read one of the cases. You probably have the same one. Mm, go for it. About Marcy. Mm, Do you have that one? No. Okay. It says Marcy Bachman was 16 when she ran away from her Vancouver, Washington home in 1984. Although her remains were found a few months later, discovered in the woods near Deer Creek in Montana, no one knew that the remains were hers. For nearly two decades, Derek, Marcy's brother, searched newspapers, missing persons files, hired a private investigator to find his sister. Then in 2004, a series of events brought him and his family the closure they were seeking. It began when a cold case detective in Missoula heard about, I guess it's CHI. I'm assuming you say it that way instead of saying saying it but the detective sent a femur from the deer creek remains to the lab uh their scientists ran dna tests on the bone fragments and uploaded the profile into the codis database meanwhile in king county washington authorities working on an unrelated murder case came across marcy's missing persons file detectives tracked down marcy's mother obtained dna and sent it to the lab when a database search indicated a potential match with the remains of the victim in the deer creek case officials Um, sent DNA from Marcy's brother and father for further tests. On April 2006, more than 21 years after her body was unearthed, 21 years! She was found. Crazy! It's just insane. There was one I read about, too, that was like, maybe it was this one, but a different article, and they mentioned that it was a cold case, and the detective or whatever was just going through paperwork and came across that one somehow and was like, uh, why is this one here, was reading it, and then was like, you know, um, he, the DNA that they took mm-hmm. never got sent off. It was just still in the file. Oh! Waiting. And it had been like God. plus 10 years. And he's like, why didn't this ever get sent out? It's been a decade. I would and he sent it out, out and then they found that they connected it. Oh, I hate that. It was just literally there waiting in the folder or whatever. I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. No one sent this to the lab but took it and collected it? I don't get it. Mm. Well, I have a story. It's a bit longer. But um, there's a story about this woman named Sheila Brown. Um, Her son, Tariq Owens, he was fully grown. He was a parent himself. But at 36, it says he wasn't still too old to need his mom. Including the last night when she saw him live. It was a night like hundreds of others they'd shared before until it wasn't. She says, I went to sleep, and when I woke up, my door was ajar, and he was gone. Mm-hmm. She said, to this day, he has no idea. she has no idea where he went or why. But she said, I immediately ran outside and panicked because his shoes and his belongings are still there. I jumped into the car oh, and drove to the one. police department. Yeah. Weird. Um, officers take a report and tell Brown they'll comb the area. Eventually, they'll take DNA samples from Tariq's uh, things and from herself. She said, I'm extremely hopeful at this point because once that information gets put into the system, they can get matched to a missing person. One would think and hope. Uh, She says, but but for four years, not one single lead. For Sheila Brown, one of the hardest parts was trying to explain things to his kids. But then last October, Brown received the call every parent dreads. She said very bluntly, they said, may I speak to Miss Brown? And I said, this is she speaking. They said, this is the coroner's office and we have your son's remains. 
So she said the next day, my family, um, after reading the coroner report, said we have something else to tell you. And I kept saying that it couldn't take, I couldn't take n- no more news. And they said they've had his body since 2011. And this news came to her in 2015. As it turns out, the police found his remains in a washed out storm drain eight months after he disappeared, the cause of death undetermined. But the most unbelievable part, he was found just five blocks from her home. And she said it hurts to know that he was put on a shelf and it hurts to know that I was actively driving all over Los Angeles looking for my son, knowing that he was sitting in the county morgue all these years and I could have been spared some grieving. And you wonder how in this day and age that could happen. And I mean, come on. Uh... All I know is that this is a very frustrating thing and I'm glad that this was brought to our attention because I feel like more people need to know about it. There are so many more stories like this where parents have been searching for their kids and friends have been searching for loved ones and neighbors and and just the bodies have been sitting in a morgue like minutes away from their house for years, years and years and years. It's so weird. It's so irresponsible. It's just the whole thing is weird. It's I don't get why it's a thing. I don't get it. Like, like who the who the fuck made the database for the missing people and didn't think to link it up? With the, you know, found human remains database. I don't know. It's so weird. It's yeah. just, I don't get it. The one, there was a really eerie one, too, about a kid who was, like, 19 or something. And it was the end of summer or whatever. And him and his friends decided to, like, go on a little, like, road trip. Like, hop around different places. I, maybe they were following, like, like, a band or something. But they said, like, one night they were on the beach, and one of the friends was just like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk. And then they never saw him again. And then what was crazy is the friends, the next morning when he didn't show up, mm-hmm. they decided, oh, he's probably fine. He just didn't want to keep going with us on the trip. And keep going on the trip. So then the mom didn't even know until they got back. And then it was the same thing. Like, they couldn't find him, and then he was nearby, like, the body. Ugh. So, I just don't get it. I would, I don't know. Like, now I guess they hold, like, like, um, I don't know what you'd call them. Like, meetups where families who um, have missing persons in their life, um, they go and give DNA and stuff so they mm-hmm. can start entering in into ba- uh, these databases for them. And they've solved quite a few that way. But I don't know. Well... I was just reading that they had attempted to introduce this law called Billy's Law based upon a family that had, you know, had gone through this horrible ordeal to fund the National Missing Person and Unidentified Persons System. Um, So the the NamUs thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm not sure if it's been enacted yet. Interesting. I know that they had introduced it a long time ago, but like in 2010, but oops, <laughs> I just clicked on Jeffrey Epstein news instead. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Dude, um, I just saw a thing. Oh, oh, wait, this is crazy sounding. What? Tell me. It says the oldest open case in the NAMAS, NAMAS is that Elijah mm-hmm. Cravens, uh, who disappeared in 1902 in Oklahoma. It says he left on horseback to attend a Woodman of the World meeting and was never seen again. Oh, According so cool. to the uh, NAMAS narrative, his remains have now evaded detection for more than a century. The oldest case oh. that appears to have been solved through 
Namus was that of Ora Kellett, who vanished from Miami, Miami County in Ohio in 1959 after her daughter entered her mother's information into the database. Law enforcement agencies recognized the details and made a match. 1959, that's crazy. And see, the thing is, I, I was reading somewhere that, uh, I think you had mentioned this to me earlier, that if you mention Namus or Namus, whatever, to mm-hmm. police officers, a lot of them have never even heard of it. So they're know, not even taught sad. about it. So, and that is the data, the database that's probably enacted by Billy's Law to use to find these people, but they're still not using it. So I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, I mean, this, this NamUs site was supposed to be funded through the year 2020. That's it. To try to resolve all these missing people cases, and they're going to need a little more funding than mm-hmm. just through to next year. So, oh, get up. I don't it's know. Blowing either. my mind. All I know is that I need to put an RFID chip in myself. I guess <laughs> it doesn't have to be tracking. It just needs to be like you know what we put in our animals. Yeah, yeah. An ID chip. Just wear one of those ones from the infomercial with the lady that falls down. <laughs> Life alert. <laughs> Help! I'm out! I can't get out! <laughs> I don't know. I don't want a Life Alert necklace. Maybe I'll be that for Halloween, the Life Alert lady. <laughs> just and just fall down everywhere. <laughs> Stupid. Help! Help! Just grab onto everyone around you. <laughs> Slow fall. <laughs> be so that stupid. with me, please. <laughs> or you can be my granddaughter. Grandma! <laughs> no, we both have to spray our hair that disgusting flaky gray that comes from a can. Dude, have you seen pictures of Bobby on Halloween dressed as an old man? No. Oh, wow. You're in for a treat. I think you should post those to our Instagram as well. He uh, shaved his head to look <gasps> bald. Wow. And then dyed this part around it gray. That's commitment. And then had a walker, a sweater. Gla- I, think, I feel like he had glasses, but maybe he didn't. And I remember the best part was it was really crowded in the bar and he... <laughs> Just for fun, kept, at one point went to the bathroom and like did the walker. He's like, "Excuse me," and they were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And then like he could tell like when after he passed him, they made some comment that was like, "Wow, he's like old." <laughs> like they thought he was an old guy it's because he committed by shaving his head. It was so gross. I I, like, I don't I don't want I respect Sean to ever this, but he was like shaving it anyway. I guess I don't know. Oh, it was like no. a thousand years ago. Sean's got great hair, and I don't ever want to see his skull until he's old. (laughs) That sounds weird. When he's dead. (laughs) You know what I mean. I don't want to see his scalp until he's older. I said skull, and I meant scalp. (laughs) Got dark. I got dark real quick. Real quick. I think Sean... We made a bet. We made a really stupid bet talking about, like, hair on our husband's heads. Mm. Um, I don't do football, but I do know that the Cleveland Browns are terrible, and I just like them because their name makes me think of poop, because it makes me laugh. (laughs) So I like to talk about them winning 
because I'm like, I want the Browns to win because boom. <laughs> so he was like, if the Cleveland Brown wins, I get to have a mustache for a month. And I was like, no. And then I was like, okay, fine. You know what? Fine. That's fine. And then he told me that they're actually good this year. Maybe <gasps> if he has a mustache, I don't know what I'm going to do. I hate that. It's the only facial hair he can What's grow. What's the other half so of worse. the bet? <laughs> he doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> I win. So it just stays the same. You have to get to, you gotta make, you need to learn how to make better bets. No, I just don't. He just said, he threatened a mustache. And I was like. Someone sounds like they want a mustache. No, I don't want him to have a mustache. Not you, him. Oh, no, of course he does. He wants it because he knows I hate it. He should do it. You're an awful person. I thought we were (laughs) podcast hosts. I thought we were, that, that's like a better bond than, than friendship. Then marriage? No. Then marriage. <laughs> oh, that's what you were going to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's deeper than marriage. <laughs> we took vows. <laughs> we should get podcast married. That'd be fun. <gasps> we will, we'll make Harrison and Jordan marry us. Yeah. That's a great I, idea. I like it. Grief burrito boys. You have to marry us now. Not <laughs> like, you have to make sure that Erica and I are married. That's all I mean. Not yeah. the other way around. Not that way. Oh, yes, yeah. But not like that. <laughs> this is coming out so wrong. I hate everything. You're messing everything up. You suck. <laughs> oh, see, we're already married. Old married couple. Yay. Bickering. First bite. <laughs> Dude, should we spin the wheel, I guess? Mm. Yep. All right. Say it. S- play that ditty. <laughs> Spin that ditty. <laughs> this is one of yours. Oh, it's is not it vampires. No, scary psychological disorders. Oh. To be interesting. There is a plethora of toes. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 We could start by the ones you and I have and then work our way through. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's one that's like a fear of flying bugs. <laughs> yes. I we have it. I have it. I know I do. I do. <laughs> I definitely do. don't want that to touch me. I don't know. Oh, I just... Yep. I don't like it. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Okay, cool. No. I was about to say, join us next week when we talk about our fear of flying bugs. That's not what the episode's about. <laughs> <laughs> should we... Should we... Uh-huh. Say something about what we're going to play? <sighs> After this, I have like we're recording it tomorrow, but it's going to be in this episode. About this. Uh, so, Bobby is the worst, and I hate him. Is a patron on our Patreon, and he is <laughs> awesome and is yeah. the tier where we have to compare. I guess we didn't compose the song. We wrote a song. We <laughs> wrote lyrics the to lyrics. a song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and we will be singing it uh, oh. to say thank you for being a 
tier three patron member? Yes. That it is? Okay. It's tier three. Leon and I worked very hard on this. I have massive anxiety. I feel like I should take a Xanax before I even try to record. <laughs> I don't want to do It'll it. It'll be good. It'll be good. So, Bobby, thank you. And, uh... We hate this you a little bit. Songs for you. <laughs> Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> Just prepare your ears. Maybe turn it down a little bit. I don't know how shrill this will be. And everyone else listening, this could be you. You can be one of these patrons. Please don't. Like it's a Just song. be a two dollar patron. You get all the extra content without me having to sing, and it's so much better. <laughs> so much better. I disagree. No. And this shit's gonna rock, yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So hang out. Get to hear our song now. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. This is the Night Guys co- Puck podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you made my mic fall over. <laughs> Listen to our cod past. <laughs> Our God piece? What? (laughs) Okay, bye bye. Bye. And now, please enjoy the song we wrote for Bobby, our Tier 3 patron, to the tune of Total Eclipse of the Heart with supporting vocals by Chicken. Bobby is a very first patron who chose the truth. Where we gotta write him a song. Bobby is a very best patron, and he isn't scared of ghosts. Thank you, Bobby. Think the things you are the very best. Thank you, Bobby. Nothing we can do, total eclipse of the birth.